Welcome back to another episode of Transformer Issues, and my name is Elon. My name is Aiden. And this week we review Transformer Spotlight Cup and Titans Return Cup. In addition, we will be reviewing some of our choiciest picks of Transformers-related news. And if you want to reach us on social media, we are on Twitter at the Transformer Pod and on Instagram at Transformer Issues. Special shout out to Jasper Studios. And with that, we shall transform and rise up. This week in Transformer News, Comicology announces that it is having a IDW recent hit sale featuring Transformers and the Hasbro Universe t- uh, comics, which is a great, fantastic uh, opportunity to get caught up on the recent storylines and to get caught up before everything ends in the next two months. The sale goes on until the end of August. And for those who like to collect mainstream Transformers and those who are into the Transformers TV shows, the upcoming TV show Transformers Cyberverse already has some of the toys being released for characters such as Blur, Bumblebee, Starscream, etc. Wave 1 of War for Cybertron Siege is finally revealed the missing Decepticons. Missing Decepticons include Megatron, Shockwave, Skytread, which is the new name for flywheels, and Autobot, uh, I mean Airstrike Patrol, and Blowpipe. I mean, I'm not surprised that they introduced Megatron at this point because he's kind of, you know, the main Decepticon. Uh, yeah, and it's people have been asking, you know, where have the Decepticons been in this recent um, previews that they've been releasing in the past several months? And now the answers are finally getting revealed, including um, Flywheels, which has, which is their state, or I'm sorry, Skytread which is faithful to the original toy, a.k.a. Flywheels, that it actually splits apart into two other separate little um, vehicles, which I'm guessing they'll be like a battle trap, that they'll instead of like being two separate halves of a body, they'll actually be two separate guys that combine to make one bigger guy. Oh, so a combiner. <laughs> yeah, like another a two-part, I guess like a two-person combiner team. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Just like a duo. Yeah, and it's a. It looks better than like just putting one Decepticon on top of another Decepticon's shoulders and yeah. then calling that a combiner. I mean, we've seen combiners like that in a way. I forgot what it was called, but there is you know, like in Transformers animated. I believe it was two Autobots. I don't remember. Like they were two, both two jets, mm-hmm. and they combined like down the center of them. So one half of them was orange, and the other was purple. Yeah, uh, they were. Um, Skyfire and Jetfire. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> and they com- combined to be, I think their combined form was called Skyguard or Lifeguard or something to that effect. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah the, they were totally awesome. They totally made, made up for the fact that like um, the original Jetfire had legal issues in uh, the cartoon that they couldn't use as the character design uh, based off of the toy because it was all already in the Macross slash Robotech yeah. anime, so they had to go and change the name and everything from, like, a Jetfire to Skyfire, and then, like, completely redo the design so it doesn't look like it's a, a YF-15 from, uh, or, like, the the Scrolly Fokker, like, or the main characters. Copyright. <laughs> oh, yeah. Interesting stuff. Let's just say copyrights weren't heavily enforced as they are... Now, as they were back in the eighties, I can't decide. I can't make up my mind whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's, I'd say it's mostly good because, like, where's Robotech? I haven't seen anything Robotech in ages. Where's Gobots? <laughs> All right, well, that's because Gobots got bought out by Transformers. That so. is a good point. That is a good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Survival of the fittest, and you know, yep. To those without any organic parts, I guess. <laughs> to those who have <laughs> Q-tip arms, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking at you, Psykill. <laughs> this week's issue is Transformers Spotlight Cup, where we go before la- uh, Cup in before meeting Cup with the Wreckers and Last Stand of the Wreckers to his own Spotlight issue. The Spotlight issue were was a way for uh, IDW 
to make uh, additional material, like an because they would usually have like one ongoing series. They would be about limited in scope, but there's always be like one ongoing story. Meanwhile, the spotlights were sort of like, um, I guess, supplementary material that would either just focus on one character like this or focus on one character and then contribute in something to that larger story, so to speak. So it's almost as if it... See, I know this is a bit of talk, but I compare it, compare it to novels. Like, I'd rather not say in particular, but there's novels from a certain anime series that are specifically about one character and their journey, like either before, after, or during, like the act, like the original story. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. This is meant to be like just uh, in this case in the story of a uh, cup here. It's definitely meant to be like a standalone thing. That you don't really need to know that much about, other than like Autobots are old and they're robots and they change into things, and they <laughs> uh, and they're also very volatile, so to speak. Yeah. So that's the setup. But so that let, with that, let's get started on the story. So to begin with the issue, uh, we arrive on. I don't know what planet this is, but it would appear that crystals. Uh, no, Actual. yeah, those are definitely crystals. Yeah, de- <laughs> is that sarcasm? No, no, no. It's like th- okay, it's crystals rain from the sky and crash land on whatever planet this is. Well, it's actually more like it's an escape pod that crashed on to a planet full of crystals. You're gonna see them like everywhere throughout this entire comic. Uh, yeah, they're quite prominent, and they are constantly referenced the entire time. Hmm. And then we just see, as like the page progresses here, we see one person slowly emerging from the wreckage of the uh, of the escape pod, and then that person is being greeted by a beat up pickup truck, or at least it looks like that, with like steam coming out of its tailpipes. Oh boy, I wonder who that is. It's totally not the person who the comic is named after. Mm-hmm. I would have never guessed. <laughs> oh, surprise! It's Cup. Oh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known. And Cup seems to be uh, a lot more skeleton-like. It looks like he... Like, I understand Transformers don't... Re- like, Cybertronians don't eat mm-hmm. often, but this guy looks like he hasn't eaten in, like, years. Oh, yeah. he's They're definitely going for an old and rickety feel to his character design in this, uh, this story. Uh, it's intentional. Like, the official going... Or the official explanation going for... As to why he never um, upgrades his body is that he's already at this point like a master uh, fighter. So any upgrades would be to him would be like losing his edge. It'd be like, oh, I have to settle for like this whole new thing of variables when I already know how to handle every situation with the body I got like right now. Yeah, hold up, I'm noticing something wrong about Cup in these uh, in these pages. Oh, go on. Where's the Cygar? Oh, well... This is heresy. <laughs> well, maybe this is the story of how he found his first cigar. <laughs> you know? Got addicted. So, yeah. So we see Cup just going up, walking up straight up to the sole survivor of the crash. That looks like a, a robot bear crossed with a pharaoh with dreadlocks. Yes. It's it's like the... If like the Predator could was like available to buy at the Build-A-Bear workshop, this is what that guy looks like. <laughs> Yeah. When that was a thing, build a bear workshop. Oh yeah, is it still a thing? I don't know. I don't think it was. But if it's not, we should tell them to go with a build a pred workshop. Build a pred workshop. I could. I think there was this, like a subline at build a bear workshop where it was like a kind of an Angry Birds Transformers sort of deal where you can customize them in like Optimus Prime's armor or something. Oh, nice. I could. I could be just be remembering that wrong and only thinking of Angry Birds, which. Still, why is that a thing? Angry Birds Transformers? Are you serious? Ah, there's money to be made in licensing. I'd like to mention that the Angry Birds Transformers app barely has anything to do with actual Angry Birds. It's sort of a run-and-gun game. I don't know. I never really played it, but from what I've seen, that's it's the only thing remotely related to Angry Birds is just the birds and the pigs. That's it. <laughs> there's no, like, do they even have the same sound effects or no? I don't know. 
It's not the worst mistake ever made in the Angry Birds franchise. That would be the movie. Yeah, I still can't believe... Well, I mean, nothing can be like the emoji movie because the poop emoji was voiced by Sir Patrick Stewart, you know? That's got to be like a low, I, I think. You know, bringing the best Shakespearean actor, which is basically getting a salesman who can sell ice to Eskimos in the middle of their own ice hut and like wasting their time, you know? Point is, it was an entirely waste of a script. Mm-hmm. And everybody's money who paid to see it. <laughs> I feel bad for those people. Anyways, long story short, uh, this Build a Bear Workshop Predator-looking guy gets decapitated. Yep, by the swing of a club. Yep, and it looks like that club is actually somebody else's arm. So Cup is packing, I guess, like armaments. I guess or like armaments. And that makes the death toll one. Mm-hmm. Yep. One so far. One so far. I mean, this is only a one-off, so who knows how many we can get. Ah, uh, don't worry. It's Transformers. There's over. There's always plenty of characters. It's also Nick Roche. Oh, yeah. Remember, he wrote for pretty much all of Last Stand of the Wreckers, and we remember how many people died in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- that's the ones we were able to count, too. So. The ones we were able to count, yes. Okay. So we go on to the next page, and it's the story switches to Cup's point of view. And apparently Cup is now the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> yep, where he talks about how he crash-landed onto a planet much like the guy he just killed, and he encountered the crystals, singing to him, singing a special song that warms only his special spark, which basically comes to... Kind of begs the mind. Cup has seen, has definitely seen better days, and has seen a little too much mileage on his frame there. Also, he might be high. I don't know. You get Crystal singing to you, like what? Mm-hmm. Like just the whole planet full of crystals thing reminds me of the video game Godzilla Unleashed for like the Wii and PlayStation Two, and I think it was original Xbox as well, where crystals crash land on the planet, and they're basically the whole gimmick of the game. Yeah. Yeah, like if you break enough of them, you'll go critical mass. Also known as, I become big. I am now on fire. I'm nice. stronger. <laughs> so it's like a Super Saiyan mode for ka- Kaiju? <laughs> From Kaiju, yeah. Damn, that, was, that's a little too much. It's like, yeah, be too big, and then you gotta go Super Saiyan on it top gave, of you. It gave us some fine Easter eggs. Godzilla turned into Burning Godzilla. Well, Godzilla 90s did. Because oh, okay. there was three different Godzillas in this game. What is this, Smash Brothers? <laughs> We gotta get Air- or Dragon Ball Fighters. We gotta get like four Gokus in there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and as we progress onward, Cup talks about the dark creatures that only come out at night when the crystals no longer sing to him. He's like, I need to hear. Like, it's the only thing he probably can hear because he's bony. He also click <laughs> also has a lot of broken pieces. I yeah. Th- Nick Roche is just trying to hammer in the point. Yes, he is old. Oh, yeah. He's definitely actually, actually while he was um, uh, writing about or actually going about this issue, he mentioned that he had to draw against his own style because this this is usually a lot more rougher than what he normally draws, especially if you've seen it in records. Where oh, yeah. Seemed, it, <laughs> things were comparatively clean compared mm-hmm. to that. But... He did it mostly just for like uh, just to elaborate the fact that like Cup here is not exactly operating with like a full capacitor, so I mean, to speak. Clearly, on the next page, he uh, sees basically was a half torn up Outback, and appears to be talking to him as yeah. if he's, you know, functional. Oh yeah, but it's Outback has clearly not been functional for a while you see him half missing so to speak with the arms and legs torn off did he meet michael bay transforms megatron it's i want possible. to <laughs> oh yeah well i I'll, either way you can say outback has is a little bit split about the issue here so i'm not mad i'm just disappointed mm-hmm. yeah but hey he still look, did better than Soundwave and bayformers <laughs> <laughs> okay so then we got um so then we could begin get cup reminiscing with the his captive audience aka the his captive audience the one half out back here or i guess back Go, ghost <laughs> just back yeah it's the ghost of outback this is like hey we're coming for you 
And I, well, it's actually, well, no, it's actually, well, it looks like it's, it looks like uh, it's coming from Outback, but it looks like a little bit like a different Autobot. But it seems like all ultra scary, like the ghost of somebody he might have killed, possibly. But it's driving Cup slowly mad. Yeah, I clearly couldn't tell before. Did just like he was talking to just back. Mm-hmm. So, yes, out was out. Yeah. And then as we as the uh, hallucination or hallucination continues onward, or the I guess the paranormal episode, we see Cup getting more visitors, scary looking guys in I guess not quite. I get like that quite space marine, but not quite space what are they, goblin. Cybertronian Tarkatan? Mm, possible. Tarkatan. Mortal Kombat. Baraka. <laughs> yeah, now I see it. Baraka. <laughs> Baraka. BK Baraka. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, eventually we see Cub losing his mind, begging Outback for help, but Outback sadly doesn't seem all that interested in helping out right now. He can't even make a face aside from the face he's currently in, pure anguish. Yeah, like the, ah! Would you say he's dead? Yes. <laughs> all right, death toll too. Just need to make sure. <laughs> and then as it looks like Cup is being haunted by these space marine goblin barracas. I don't know what those things are. What is... <laughs> So he, eventually, Cup does what he does best and fi- forces Outback to give him a hand, so to speak, by using Outback's arm just as a club. <laughs> and he was just Walking Dead. Oh yeah, it definitely. I'm definitely getting Walking Dead zombie vibes here, especially with those uh, space goblin barracas. <laughs> and Cup is violently fighting, trying desperately to hold on against the goblins but he is just when it looks like he's about to give up get murked and then the crystals <laughs> begin their shiny song and they hit be so to speak charge him up for the day and cup goes outside and gets a refill so to speak of uh, crazy crystal energy he's making a, a, a sand angel he's just just doing starfish on the ground oh yeah he's getting his chakras aligned Oh, yeah, he is definitely, I would say skin and bones, but, you know, not really, because robot. Yeah, I'd say it's more like endoskeleton and bolts, possibly. Sure, why not? (laughs) And then we see Cup go back to his crash shuttle with Outback, being (laughs) haunted once again by a green ghost saying, we're coming for you, Cup, we're coming for you, Cup. And he proceeds to once again fight all the the goblins. Mm-hmm. Where does he? Would you say he kills them? Yeah, he is definitely waging war on them. How many would you say died just on the just there? I got one. I got two. Possibly three and a four. I mean, there was probably more shown on screen. So let's just let's just wing it and say we got death toll six. Yeah. And then we continue to see the impressive, like, Cup may be old and rickety, but he is not out for the count. And we see one of the Space Marine Goblin Barakas fleeing the battle, teleporting straight up to an Autobot spaceship. Oh, would you look at that? <laughs> and it turns out the costume is anti-radiation armor. Uh, that incidentally looks ultra freaky and space goblin bana- marine baraka looking like. <laughs> space goblin marine baraka life. Mm, yeah, which is like, oh, you know, interesting choice. Sure, and why not? The leader of the rescue mission, Springer, says it's the only armor that they could possibly use that would be able to withstand the atmos- or the crystal atmospheres or the atmospheric disturbance caused by the crystals did you never think to i don't know morph it just a a, a wee bit so it didn't look like a a, a goblin marine baraka <laughs> is that where we're going with yeah i guess so i mean sure why not goblin marine, baracas goblin marine baracas i'm guessing they must have gone from like a intergalactic marine surplus store for goblin baracas <laughs> to go to the dollar store <laughs> 
Yeah, it's just like an intergalactic army surplus store. They went to Party City. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, oh, this is the best we could find. Exactly. You know, you just, you just got to make do with what you have. Yeah. And then we see that one of the the escaping guy missing an arm here is, in fact, I just want to make sure, uh, get that name all. I am guessing that's Loudmouth. He's got a big mouth, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. And he's complaining about the fact that, or he's actually rightfully arguing that Autobots shouldn't be dying to save Cup, let alone, you know, other Autobots. Even though, because are you seeing the man? Like, he's just endoskeleton and bolts at this point. Mm hmm. And Springer makes an argument saying that as like the grandpappy of all, the grandpappy of all Autobots, even to Optimus Prime. Yeah, he trained everybody pretty much. In fact, he was old and veterany before the war even began. But uh, Springer decides to say no; it is not all right to let Cup die and be just a written-off casualty of this of the Decepticon War. So. But later on in the next page, we see him getting the same argument from his superior officer, Prowl. Prowl. Yes, Prowl the Prick, my favorite. Prowl the Prick. Yes, that is his effect. That is his official nickname amongst the fandom, Prowl the Prick. I will take that any day. Mm-hmm. I think he might be my second favorite Autobot that is not a Dinobot. First, for I just gotta be basic here and say first is Optimus Prime. Oh, yeah. Well, I know Optimus is, is a fair choice, but, you know, I kind of love Prowl. It's just only because he is definitely, at least in the IDW version, he's the Nick Fury of the Autobots. Yeah. So it's cool to just see him play up against, you know, the usual black and white Autobots compared, you know, to the Decepticons. And it's nice just to see somebody who's a little bit gray. Yeah. And as we continue, as Springer continues onward, demanding that. Prowl assigned more resources to rescue Cup. Prowl echoes uh, what Lodmoth was saying earlier, that it's costing way too many lives to save Cup and that they are actually better off letting him go. Which I would personally have to agree. I mean, like, what are they going to let, what are they going to do? What are they going to do with him? They're just going to have him be... Is, is this going to be a Batgirl Oracle situation where he's just going to be the info guy the rest of the time? Uh, well, it's tough. Like, I understand he can still fight, but one good shot, and I'm pretty sure he's done. Oh, no. It, it's He's tougher than he looks. Don't let those scrawny little arms fool you. He's, he's got more fights left in him, but it's really just what's going on in that processor of his that's really concerning everybody else. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And as we continue onward, it looks like Springer decides to continue uh, the rescue mission without Prowl's approval. Because Springer. Mm -hmm. Springer's definitely the Iron Man here. Definitely. Yeah, well, no, he's he's willing to do, he's willing to go up, he's more willing to make the heart play, so to speak, like Captain America. Eh. You know, what's right versus what's pragmatic. Unless you're talking about MCU and Captain America, but that's my opinion. But uh, we go onward, back to Cup. Where, yes, more rescue mission, and that means more murder. Oh boy, okay, yo, I totally forgot to keep track of the death count. Uh, well, six of the last before this. Six execu- before we checked, and let's see. Eight. Nine, ten, we got about ten here, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Oh, it keeps on going. Oh, jeez, there's more. I got about eleven, and it looks like Cup himself is about to join because it looks like he's finally gotten... Spark's about to just give. Oh, yeah. It's like, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like his spark is going critical. Because not everyone can be like Starscream. And be immortal. So... So immortal that he can possess Waspinator in the past, but also the future at the same time in Beast Wars? Comics. <laughs> sure. Not comics. T- oh. Like, bad CGI TV show. I'm talking by bad, I mean the bad CGI. 
not the show, that Beast Wars is my second favorite Transformer show of all time. I just need to make that very clear. No, it just ha- it's it's a show its age, you know, a little bit, but animation wise, the story is still pretty good. Oh yeah, aside from that one episode when Rhinox basically farts the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But as we continue onward, it looks like as Cop is about to desperately blow up and is trying valiantly to save himself. When it looks like he's getting going to get a help in the form of Trailbreaker, aka Force Field Face, Force Field Face, mm-hmm. who uses says Force Field to contain Cup's little critical reaction. She. I gotta make a Bionicle reference here. Is he using the... He's probably using the Kanohi How, the Mask of Shielding. It's like, hey, this'll work. <laughs> yeah, if it works, it works, you know? If it works, it works. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Cup is alive, and that's cool. I mean, alive, yes. Awake? Not quite. A- awake he's... and functioning? Not quite. But no. we'll see onward. So after... So we go to the last page, and we see a... I guess a debrief uh, between Springer and Trailbreaker about how Cup's rescue mission went. And according to Trailbreaker, it went fine, but understandably so. They lost a lot of lives just to rescue him. Was it worth it? And they begged the question. They asked that question because mentally he is gone. He is kaput. He has spent too many days soaking up the... Harmful crystal radiation, like literally, Actually, on that though. planet. Yeah, like that's what the singing was, probably. Oh yeah. So it's like now a radiation. Yeah. So they got cut back, but did they really get cut back? It looks like he's in a back to tank from Star Wars, mm-hmm. and is heavily strapped in. Oh yeah, and that closes out the issue. Mm-hmm. So Elon, what would you uh, what would you rate this out of? Let's go with five outback arms. Okay. I'm going to rate this four out of five Outback Arms. I love the art style in this on the Planet Side um, pages. They definitely go against, was, I guess, the art style at this time, which was like very clean, sharp lines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but here they get a little bit messier. They allow like the story, I guess, to sort of dictate the mood better or, mm-hmm. I guess, or use the art to supplement it more. But, um, and... Then, as well as like the story for itself, uh, I definitely enjoyed it. It's definitely it works on its own. But if you look at it compared to Last Night on the Wreckers, and you see the whole relationship between Cup and Springer, and how like that, di- or uh, how that dynamic works between them, it's definitely you, you get you do get to see those hints like right here in this oh, yeah. comic. <laughs> it gives more backstory on why this relationship is the way it is. <laughs> oh yeah. And then, uh, what about you? What do you think? How many outbacks would you give it, or how many outs or packs? <laughs> how many outback arms? Yes, I get this. Um, to, to be honest, I'm gonna have to give it a three out of five outback okay. arms. It's not a bad issue by any means necessary. No, and the story was pretty. It was really fun to read. It is um like the art is amazing as usual, as is most of the dialogue. My biggest problem with the issue is the fact that it left me with more questions and answers about just how what is this planet how did he get here and it's more just like the basis for the story that i'm questioning aside from what actually happened okay but i would have liked to definitely see more like more reactions from the people who were focusing on the rescue mission and focusing on probably everyone's what everyone thinks after they're mi- done briefing with Springer, most notably Prowl. Mm-hmm. And there, it's mostly nitpicks. I have a pro- like it's mostly nitpicking. Okay, so you want you kind of want As, to, aside from just what is happening, you kind of want things to be more fleshed out. Then yeah, yeah, so. that's not like completely bashing Nickrush at all. Like it was definitely a good issue. I just. Uh, as a guy who loves storytelling, I'm just a bit more confused. Yeah, are you? Would you say you're eager for more, or would you say? Oh yeah, I would would have loved to see a bit more, like a bit more detail thrown in about the overall plot. <laughs> okay, well, that's what we're going to be going on with uh, next week, where we actually kind of pick up a little bit afterwards 
um, of what happens here. It's kind of like a, it's a little bit of like flash forwarding and flash backwards, I guess. Or what was, what's the issue? <laughs> it's going to be all hail Megatron, Coda. It's going to be issues. I think 14, 15, and 16. No, it's going to be, I think, like 15 or 16. There's going to be a standalone cup story that picks up with like how you, you see him. Because when you see him in the last time of the records, he's not only like, physically looking better. Oh, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's mentally there, too. You know? Yeah, he's mentally there. He's got the Saigar. Oh, yeah. Perfect. So, we get to, so, next, the, so next we're going into how he got better and what's the deal with those Saigars. Okay, perfect. And with that, we should probably continue on with our, our bridge toy review. Uh, this week, we, as mentioned before, we have the, I believe, Titans Return Cup, mm-hmm. and uh, we currently have them in the robot mode. And I would like to say right off the bat, this is a very good robot mode. I like this a lot. Aside from you know the legs, but you know, that's a personal thing. Oh yeah. I think it's definitely an amazing looking toy, and best part is, take the head off like all the Titan Returns figures, and, and it's, a, it's a little Titan Master figure, of course. Mm-hmm. Like that, that just seems to be a thing. That's pretty much the whole gimmick of the line, isn't it? Yeah, uh, the head pops off. Um, again, they were just trying to um, pay tribute to the fact that around. Post uh, the cartoon show, I guess like 86, 87, a lot of the Transformer toys at the time were focusing on some gimmick that would include a body part. Headmasters, pretenders, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, some part of the body would just like fall off or jump off and become its own little guy. Yeah. So it would be either like the engine, the head, or the gun in this case. Power Masters, I think, were done pretty well. Oh, yeah. They were my favorite. Power Master Prime, notably. Oh, yeah. Still one of the best toys of all time. Oh, yeah. So Titans Return was just like a lovely excuse to like get all as many of those guys who had like little partners mm-hmm. and just shove them into this one line to get everybody out in like one year. So I mean, every single Titans Return figure we've reviewed on the show so far has been really good. Oh yeah, they're just solid figures. I think it's a great gimmick. They managed to incorporate it really well across the line. And it's also not annoying. Oh yeah, and it's store. And I love the fact that like every one of these figures, the when you transform it, the little guy changes into a pilot for the larger Which robot body. Always funny. Oh yeah, I thought that was amazing, and it's totally cool, especially for kids because like, you get to go. Oh, I get to ride my vehicle now, you know. <laughs> but how would you rate the figure? How many cigars would you give this cup? Um, I'm probably going to give it a four out of five. Like Saigar's just the sculpting is beautiful as always. The legs are classic. Transformers lower lower legs are you know a bit bulkier, but I expect that, and it's perfect for balance as well. And the painting, like these aren't the colors I usually associate with Cup, but aside like that's still really nice, and the head sculpt is beautiful. And just for what class is this? Deluxe for a deluxe class Titans Return figure, its possibility is actually not that bad. Oh yeah. And the weapons sculpted boringly, but you know, but that's what you expect with Transformers weapons. And the only my only complaint is just the legs, but that's explained by the entire deluxe class. And then some of the painting, just because these are the colors I don't associate with Cup. But aside from that, not much complaints. And the waist swivel is just—it's perfect. It's always there. That's my favorite. That's my favorite posability. But uh, how many Saigars would you give this out of five? Okay. Um, I would give this guy four out of five. Uh, like you, my complaints are the, the color scheme is a little bit off. Even the Japanese version, which I didn't buy, couldn't quite get it on the nose. Looks like the top of your water bottle. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the same green color. It's the only... same greenish blue. Yeah. He's, like I guess, turquoise-ish? Yeah, turquoise. Also, yeah. I didn't mention this before, but a uh, little to no kibble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they do a fantastic job. It's it's basically what you would imagine, like a very stock looking body for any transformer would be. Oh yeah, and it does a really good job of being that. It does. It's got great posability. There's just enough parts to let you know there's a vehicle in there, but none of it gets in the way. No kibble, and not only that, but like it just looks pretty sleek and. It's 
And I'm, I'm gushing about this posability because despite the fact that like the legs are have like most of the vehicle mode on it, it's not so, overly annoying. Oh yeah, not it, in any way that gets in in the way of like the toy at all. It's you know? not Voyager class Transformers Last Night Optimus Prime level. Oh no, no, that figure was terrible. Oh yeah, that was it a was nightmare. Terrible, but its kibble was just awful. And not to mention the masterpiece Bayformers mm-hmm. Optimus Prime had the front of the truck mode at the bottom of the feet. Yeah, and like it was stuck, and basically the entire thing would just strapped to his back then truck mode there was also the Sui series blackout where some of the some of the helicopter mode was on the bottom of the feet this seems to be a trend oh yeah it's what is it with bayformers figures and just having monstrous kibble uh it's who knows it could be michael bay <laughs> it could be or just maybe they just don't want to spend that much money on uh, developing an impossibly complex transformation yeah, at least the studio series are actually doing a pretty good job. Kibble's oh, not the worst thing in the world, and even when it is, it's you know sh- movie accurate. True, but from what I've seen, the studio series Blackout, aside from those, that kibble on the bottom of the feet is just really good for Bay Force figure. The whole studio series line seems to be doing really good. I'm considering picking one up. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm actually holding out for the. I'm actually going to pick up one. And it's going to be the upcoming Bumblebee movie. The, oh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, they're going to do, <laughs> do one. a studio series, Bumblebee. Yeah. Bumblebee? <laughs> and po- if they do one for Starscream, I'm definitely going to pick them up. Oh, yeah, a... definitely. All right, how about we uh, transform Cup here? Okay. So, um, surprisingly, the one thing that kind of surprises... Or, um, oh, let me start this over again. So, the one thing that surprises me about Before Cup's... Before you tra- on, since you're going to take a break there, you guys are only... Nine thirty-four. So I'd say you have a good fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah. For you to get weird. Okay. In case you want to, you don't have to rush this. You have some time still. Well, we still gotta do the intro. The intro that'll take you two minutes, three minutes, or. Yeah, yeah, we know what we're doing. Okay. We know what we're doing. We that shouldn't take too long. No, I'm just saying you don't have to. If you weren't checking the time, because I know we are in a hurry, you're yeah. not really in a rush. So okay. All right. Transform. Go. All right. So. We begin transforming this figure, and surprisingly enough, this despite the fact that like uh, it looks as, to be a solid figure in robot mode, the vehicle mode's kind of just uh, just wraps around the torso. I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, How would you rate the difficulty of the transformation? It's not that hard. I mean, it's deluxe just, class Titans Return. Yeah, and it, it could be done reasonably fast. Um, but, it just it's a little bit unique in that. The I guess all the wheels for the truck mode and the side paneling, all of it. And I do mean all of it. Just folds up into the lower legs, so it's done something a little well, bit unique. Though. Yeah. It, oh yeah, it's done very well. You'd expect something like this to be kibble, kibbletastic. Not only kibbletastic, but a lot flimsier for something that's that's so dependent upon like storing everything in one place. Oh, yeah. Um, how's, like, is the transformation fun and satisfying? It actually pretty is. Like, once... Because that's the one thing I really look forward to in any, like, transformation. I want it to be fun, maybe a bit difficult, but satisfying. See, that's a lot of the problem with the, you know, some of the Transformers Masterpiece figures, most notably the the Transformer, I think it was MP32 Megatron? Mm Mm-hmm. Like the transformation on that is chaotic. Oh, I can. I saw like the instruction pictures on that. That freaked me out because like I, I hadn't seen anything like that since um, the second Transformers movie, where they decided to not only be more screen accurate but transformation accurate as well. Oh which would, no! Which made for like some really complex and finger squishing toys. Oh, I, trust me, it's not like that's not the worst Megatron transformation out there. That I can't decide where that goes to the um, X Transbots Apollyon, which is a pretty good masterpiece style third party figure. Aside from its chaotic transformation, I'm actually kind of digging it. It's supposed to be a Cybertronian truck, so looks like also looks like a ready for battle. It looks like it can go through dirt. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 supposed to be a futuristic pickup truck. Uh, hence his name, uh, Pickup. K-U-P. Yeah. Cup. So. Puns, quips, oh, yeah. jokes. All from the 1980s classic oh, yeah, Transformers. Classic. Oh, yes. I remember the Megatron that had the worst transformation I've ever seen. 
It was the Bold Forms Gladius. Yes. What, who was that one? Uh, it it was uh, manuf- like made by pretty much entirely one guy and sponsored by his bottle of Guinness, as he said so himself. Well, which Megatron was it supposed to be? Uh, it was supposed to be G1. Oh. Supposed to be G1 Megatron. And the gun is supposed to be a, not a Walter P38, but a P99. And this, uh, its feet were insanely small, and it's tra- it do- it's not solid at all. $120. The one review that it has on TF Source is a one star. Because it does look a little bit loose. Like, it is very loose. Like it has, It's a triple changer, too. Which oh. Megatron should never be. No, he could be a triple changer. Yeah, but in this, when the figure itself, the gun mode pl- plugs in reasonably solid, and then the robot mode is, uh, it's a mess. It's a mess. You you don't want a tank mode in there as well. The gun mode's only solid because everything is plugged in panel wise. Like that's a vehicle. But, yeah, that's not a good figure, but the guy worked hard on it, so I'm not going to bash him too much. But uh, back to Cup. No, I want to hear Elon tell you why it's a good idea for him to have three modes. Okay. Gauntlet or challenge accepted. It shouldn't, well, it shouldn't have a gun mode because just him, Megatron being a gun, actually has, to my knowledge, affected legal gun laws. It has. Laws. It has. But, like, here's, so, the, here's the thing. Here's the we thing. We don't want to, I don't feel like doing, risking, like, uh, it twice. <laughs> But him being, I, I think him being a tank and a jet is the best way to go because See, if a triple changer with a tank and a jet, that's fine. But I'm saying in this, Megatron shouldn't be a triple changer, at least in this situation, because the figure itself was so the, so flimsy to begin with. Oh, okay. If you want a general triple changer, such as the Generation Springer, you want it to be a solid figure to begin with. Then, the, then three transformations, you don't want, it's not hell to go through. So the guy bit off a little bit more than what he should have bit off? Yeah. Like, I can tell he was definitely on Guinness the whole time. <laughs> but it was not a good figure. It's not the worst I've ever seen, but it wasn't good. And it's definitely not worth the, worth the price of $120. Ouch. But for $20, tell me how well Titan Returns Cup is. Well, actually, $16.99. Were you rated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many Saigars would you give the truck mode? I'd actually give it a pretty solid five out of five Saigars. Like the only possible thing that could get on my nerves that would make me drop the rating is because is the coloring. But now that I just it doesn't picture cup because of the head sculpt, the head sculpt is what makes me think cup. And if I remove that then it looks like a reasonable, reasonable mode. It rolls really nicely. Mm-hmm. The weapon storage is pretty good. Oh yeah, they uh, make fantastic little master little figure is perfectly put in there. Looks oh, yeah. nice. It's a fantastic tribute to the original. Cup. Oh yeah, this is a perfectly solid. Almost no kibble unless you turn it over, but you're never going to display it like this, are no. you? <laughs> but I can't really complain. I can only nitpick. And even that, I don't have many nitpicks to, to say. So uh, how would you rate this out of five Saigars? Uh, I would rate this, you know, I, we don't do fraction, or, like, fractions in our ratings, no, so we to don't. speak. We, we don't do fractions in our No, fractions. you're not going to smoke half a Saigar and be done with it. No, so I would oh, give this... Cup's going to go all the way. <laughs> I would give this a five. For a deluxe class, yes, it is pretty solid all around. For deluxe class, yeah, it manages to hold itself together pretty well. It rolls fairly it rolls well, really nicely, <laughs> and it doesn't. It's not as flimsy. Like the, I keep on expecting, like the, given the way this transforms, and again, like how the entire side paneling is f- plugged right into the bottom of the legs. Yeah, and both the wheels. It's all in the lower legs, and the only thing about like the that's like kibbly about the car is like on the robot mode is like the front hood but that's and also the hands but you, I didn't even notice those until I actually started looking for kibble exactly it, it works out pretty well oh, yeah. it's just my only complaint the only thing that really irks me about this the thing that keeps this from being like a perfect rating is the the little not, not like ledge or peg the spot where you peg, it, uh, peg in the titan master figure's legs for him to ride around in 
It's, it's very flimsy. So he could flop around while driving. <laughs> exactly. Like, and that's, you're going to hear that you're going to be, you know, doing some wheelies, spinning this guy, <laughs> flipping it. Was he a tech deck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's going to be like, it's going to be your stunt car. It's going to be cup. He's an action star. So yeah. <laughs> he's going to, you're going to be some truck flipping I'm and all do that. This as a display piece. I'm not going to. And like, too, I mean, it well, is a deluxe class. I could play with it. When you got like but, five minutes in your work day and you're just like, like really tired. It's like, ah, eh, whatever. Room. But that's a nitpick right there. That's yeah, it is not, a nitpick. That, it's just you no. want that little Titan Returns figure to stay inside the stay seated at all times and not, you know, head against the dashboard. What are we driving Alabama or Florida? No, it's just, you know, it, it's. Oh, again, I give it a five out of five. It's I a know. fantastic figure. <laughs> it, it is. Just, it's a, I. I can't decide whether I what I would display it in the vehicle mode or up oh, there goes the figure there mm-hmm. goes the, <laughs> the Titan Master figure. Yep, he I, came loose from the pilot seat. Yep, I don't. His know. head is in the dashboard right now, <laughs> and that was like a gentle, like little turn. Right, this you gave the it gentle t- tilt. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And now it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, but, you knocked him back to center. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'd display this in. I'd probably, I could actually switch it off because. In Transformers figures, I can't decide. Most of the time, I either would display it in the vehicle mode or the robot mode. For example, I've started displaying my um, Cybertron Starscream in vehicle mode because I don't have to think about what could have been with that big of a figure. Mm-hmm. But for like a Transformers Masterpiece figure, even a Studio Series figure, I, I, with the exception of Grimlock, maybe. I don't know. I don't have that figure yet, so I can't properly judge. I would much rather prefer it in robot mode. Because that's the main appeal of it. Now, I understand the whole gimmick is the transformation, but most of the time, when you get a high-end collectible figure, you want some posability, and you want that to be in robot mode because of it. But this figure, I could definitely display it in either. Like, I would have no problem with that at all. Yeah, I love the truck mode. It looks like something you would see out of an 80s futuristic science fiction movie, like Total Recall. Oh, yeah. I can see this being, like, one of the... Arnold Schwarzenegger's driving in here. Yeah, like, can you see... Can you picture a robot driving the cab in that that movie? Terminator driving this. Exactly. Yeah, it it fits in so perfectly. It's definitely... It's that... Like, most of the time when they try to do science fiction vehicles in Transformers, sometimes it just looks like a box with legs. Because, you know, that's what they could could have done. Yeah, So so the, the mock toys... Uh, there was a third party, oh, Skiff and Gold, which were uh, third party representations of the, I believe it was the, it was definitely from the IDW comics mm-hmm. um, representation of Bumblebee and Goldbug, where they became like this, their vehicles from Cybertron, like the little, little golden saucers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, those, those were cool. And like the thing about those is that like, most of the time, they don't, Transformer ones don't look that cool. Like they, oh, yeah. they generally just end up suffering a little bit. But this one, I think, because they had to actually make a cockpit, they, it kind of forced them to make it look more real, a better vehicle mode, a oh, more yeah. believable one. Like there's a lot of Transformers figures that most of them are real life vehicles, and those are done cohesively well, such as the Deluxe Class um, Blackout <laughs> yeah. from Michael from Bayformers last night, or. Um, in that, uh, uh, what was the one figure we reviewed? Like um, Springer, Generation Springer. Yeah, it was Generation Springer. Yeah, it was fantastic. It looks like a vehicle mode that you would find on Earth, even though it was what quite wasn't. It wasn't, but Not it really. still managed to look fantastic. Oh and yeah, because most Transformers figures are designed to look like vehicle vehicles because that's kind of their point. Robots in disguise, you know. Yeah, but when they actually decide to do a like Cybertronian vehicle mode. It doesn't usually look very well, but we've seen, we've even done it on this, we've reviewed figures on the show that are like that, and Mm. this is among one of the greatest Cybertronian vehicle modes I've ever seen, like in all of Transformers. It's done great. I Remember, I can only nitpick about this. Autobot Sibyls also plays really nicely on the the hood. I also love, like, the side paneling has, like, all this great panel lining on it. Um, Oh, yeah. You can see little hatches that you can store, like, cargo stuff in, or cargo compartments, yes. Cigars, even a fuel tank, and little step ladders for the pilot. Oh, yeah. So. Point is, this figure is just perfect. Yeah. Not perfect, but really good. Yeah, especially for, at the price, $16.99. 
I don't know how much it would be now. I imagine it is definitely over twenty bucks uh, if you can find it mint in box because it is cup and cup is a hugely popular figure. Ooh, there's also swoop. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, swoop is that still on the shelves, but yeah, this... he is still on the shelves. I saw him the other day. <laughs> oh yeah, the cup has been. Uh, he hasn't been on the shelves since I want to say twenty sixteen. Good point. <laughs> Yeah, this is a really good cup figure. Would you? How would you compare it to the last cup figure we reviewed? Actually, <laughs> uh, I have to say I like this one more than the hey. other one, just because of the fact that like it not only looks like a better representation of cup, but it just has better posability, I think, than the other one. Uh, its own kibble doesn't get in the way at all, and it's a pretty sturdy thing. Oh, you just found out the yeah, gun the, combines. The guns can uh, com- combine. That's cool. It's, it turns into a little. Gun chariot for the Titan Master figure for uh, the Raiden. Oh, that's ho- oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, so you can like have Cop hold a little gimmicks, <laughs> have a little guide aim his gun while he's aiming his gun. I guess. Oh yeah, but yeah, but, it's yeah. a solid figure all around. But uh, join us next week when we review our first Prowl figure. Ooh, which Prowl is that? Uh, we're going to be doing the classics Prowl from the around the early or late aughts. Just a little bit, I think, in 2007, 2008, just when the first movie came out. So, Oh, nice. When, also when he died. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, what is the issue we are reviewing next week? We're going to be reviewing one of the All Hail Megatron Coda issues that focuses on Cup, and it shows exactly how he got... Uh, better enjoying the record. Is this just like the cup appreciation show now? For the next two, for this episode and the next episode, yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> oh, don't don't worry. We're gonna get like our cup full. We're gonna no, our cup runneth over with cup. <laughs> <laughs> so, just for like this this one and the next one. Another thank you to Jazz Fuzz Studios. And if you want to reach us on Twitter, you can reach us at Transformer Pod. On Instagram at Transformer Issues. <laughs> Come back next week, and until then, don't breach your spark cores and don't get addicted to cigars. <laughs> <laughs>